Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I have to begin this episode of Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM with one of the hundreds of calls we got about this, Lindsay. Have you heard this call? I mean, we got hundreds of calls about this. Play it. BLP, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Hi, guys. So this is the unofficial authority on Paul Reiser. Also, this is Olivia and Elizabeth. Um, We're best friends. Hi. And so we just wanted to give you guys a call and let you know that I just wanted to let you know that I'm currently on the streets of Philadelphia, and three out of the four people that I'm with, including myself, so I'm fourth, the three other people I'm with do not know who Paul Reiser is. And we're ages 32 to 37. So we are here. No one knows who Paul Reiser is. I I know who Paul Reiser is. So we think we decree that he is a definitely a them with who tendencies. I think he's a who. He's a who. No, he's a who. Generational who. No I one knows who he is if he is a them. No, but no one knows who he is. Our husbands don't know who he is. We don't even know who he is. Okay, he's a who. He's a who. Okay. Um, That's the real reason we call it because we love you. Oh my gosh, we love you guys so much, and we hope you're well. Um, what else do we want to say? Okay, Tim Tebow, lesbian, Lindsay Podcaster, Crunch Crunch, Crunch Crunch, and that MacBook. That MacBook. <laughs> Paul Reiser is a who. <laughs> I love when somebody's out of breath and like is, is like <gasps> <laughs> three out of the four people I'm with don't know who Paul Reiser is. <laughs> was this Olivia or the Olivia? I think, I think this, this was, was Anne Olivia. Olivia. This was an yeah. Anne Olivia. Okay. So Paul Reiser, according to this call, I'm just kidding. We only got like two calls about Paul Reiser actually being a who. Paul Reiser is a who, according to these people. Paul Reiser is a who, according to these people. We said he was a them. Should we instead have put him under our character actor who place where everyone knows who he is, kind of, but they're more familiar with his characters than who he is as a person? I I think he might just be like generational who it's it's giving who via generations, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm willing to renege. Because I will say Mad About You does not have resonance, as I keep saying. (laughs) Even though he's in lots of things, you know, Mad About You does not have, like, the long-lasting impact that I think, like, for example, Friends or Frasier. Like, no one's, like, watching Mad About You. We talked about this Mm -hmm. when the the reboot came out. (laughs) The reboot came out. Like, nobody's like, Mad About You! We must! You know what I mean? Like, it's just... I don't know. Even Will and Grace has that energy behind it. Mad About yes. You does not. Mad About You does not. Although, what I find interesting is that the thing with the most cultural relevance, 
persistent cultural relevance that Paul Reiser was associated with is, I think, Mad About You, whereas the thing that Helen Hunt starred in that has the most cultural relevance is probably Qu- Twister, right? Twister? Twister, yeah, Twister. Even yeah. more so than As Good As It Gets, I would say, which age? Wait, did so Paul poorly. Reiser have a movie breakout? He was in Beverly Hills Cop. We talked about that, but he didn't lead it, so I don't think that that really counts. So no, I'm saying he didn't. Like, I'm glad yeah. he was in it. Good for him. But like, he did not. Like, Helen Hunt is the star of Twister, I would argue. It's like Helen Hunt, the Twisters, Bill Paxton, Jamie Gertz, the cow. I would say that the Twisters are first. The cow Twister is first. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Todd Field, director of Tar. And then I guess, what's her name? Lois Smith. Right. She's up there. She's on the poster. She's on the poster. She's on the poster. She's number one. She's number one. Yeah. So maybe, okay, fine. The people have spoken. Paul Reiser is a who. (laughs) I'm taking it back. I, I don't like taking things back, but I'm willing to take this I back. I mean, I'm okay with with scientific evidence, and she did the, she did the poll, and I can't mm-hmm. deny a poll. Three out of four. Speak, speaking of speaking of callers who were correcting us. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I'm so sorry, but I did not just hear you say that Nick Jonas was hooier than Greta Gerwig. Like, if you took a poll. You think more people would know Greta Gerwig than Nick Jonas of the Jonas Brothers. (laughs) Like, the moms of America would be like, I love Francis Ha. Please be serious. Please be serious. Okay. Moose trap. (laughs) Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Another poll-based survey. This person didn't do the poll. At least Anne Olivia did the poll. I know. I this still person just said, be, told us to be serious. Nick, I'm Nick serious. Jo- when did this this serious language has started taking over the internet? This is so unserious. Please be serious. Have you noticed really? this? Like taking no, over I the No, I haven't. But the, don't the say language. it too many times or I'll start saying I it. it. I know. Not that. <laughs> Not this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on last week's, which is like, it's giving serious. <laughs> it's giving Punnett Square Here's the thing. I'm going to be a little more steadfast about this one. Sure. I think that Nick Jonas behaves hooily. Greta Gerwig doesn't behave hooily. And I think that has a lot to do with oh, my sure. ranking there. You see Gre- you see Greta Gerwig as like prestige. Like you see her as like a filmmaker. Like you're, yeah. you know, you're, you're giving her this air of themdom. But, you know... Mm-hmm she's talking you know just recognition flat out and like i don't think that she's wrong but i also think you were adding in more elements you were kind of saying like okay but there's more ways that we determine who's in them's right like there are more uh there are more factors in the equation am i being unreasonable there (laughs) do i think you're being serious Mm -hmm. i also think that (laughs) oh my god don't i also think that greta gerwig is a them in the in the film world at this point uh-huh. You know, I think that she got a lot of attention for Little Women. Yeah, she's in White I Noise, do. which is a very hooey Netflix movie, but still, I'm gonna keep. I think they're both them's. I think that Greta Gerwig is themier. I Does get what the crazy? caller is saying, though. Me no, too. Totally. I mean, you're you're totally. standing by your you know your your assessment. I like that. I just think that that family, for as themy as they are. They're going to be hooier than the next them. They kind of all smush into one. I will yeah. say Nick Jonas did marry a big A-lister. Like, I think that he is definitely, like, elevated beyond, like, the Kevin Jonas of it all. Yes. You know? And he's the only Jonas to have, like, a successful solo career. I mean, I, 
nice try on Joe Jonas, but like Nick it's his Jonas. It's right to be like, hellish. He still gets yeah. jealous. Yeah, he yeah, said yeah, yeah. featuring Tanache. Wait, never mind. Levels, levels, levels. <laughs> yeah, yep. well, this is an argument to be had. Do you think Priyanka Chopra is themier than Nick Jonas? Yes. Yes, me too. Uh-huh, okay, course. cool. Okay, thanks for that call. You should have done an actual poll. Maybe I would have been more willing to take your side, but you didn't really go out onto the streets. So, I don't know. Next call. They wake up, the try guys drop, the, <laughs> the try guys dropped an explanation video. Um, and sorry, Bobby, it was all real and was not staged. Hashtag Team Lindsay. Okay, sorry. Definitely just watched the Try Guys, like, little video. And I, honest to God, might be on Bobby's side now. <laughs> okay, I hate it. Bobby, how did you do this to me? It kind of seemed like it might be, like, a, a hoax? Like a hoax? A prank? A gag? A bit? I don't know. There was just something about, like, Keith's, like, presence in the video that seemed like maybe he was, like, trying not to, like, laugh or something, but maybe he was trying to not, like, scream or curse or something. You know what I mean? Like, it could be something like that, but there was just something off about it, and Bobby got in my fucking head, and, like, I don't know. I don't know. Promising young, promising young woman, woman. Okay, just kidding. I watched the three-minute Try Guys statement, and if it isn't real... Uh, they're all sociopaths. Um, women do belong in balloons. Bye. Hey, the weekly long time, long time. Um, I absolutely have to know if Bobby still thinks that this Try Guys thing is a hoax, the Try Guys try infidelity after that video today. Like, looking at Eugene's face and Zach's face. Like, it's not a hoax, right? Like, I, I just have to know what Bobby thinks. He was so upset that this is a hoax. I, I just have to know what he thinks. Contrench, uh, bye. Okay, Lindsay, what do you think after watching What Happened? On Labor Day weekend, multiple fans alerted us that they had seen Ned uh, and an employee engaging in public romantic behavior. We reached out to check on that employee. Uh, Ned confirmed the reports and since confirmed that this had been going on for some time, which was obviously very shocking to us, and we just want you to know that we had no idea this was going on. Uh, all of that information was just as shocking to us as all of this has been for you this week. I mean, it's like more camp. It's like more camp than I could ever imagine. It's truly incredible. I mean, I think that it's like a perfect performance piece, even if they're being serious, which I think at this point they are. I mean, it's it's too much to not be serious. You've always been on Team Serious. I'm more Team Serious than I was. I mean, they're actually already releasing videos like without the with like the guy cut out, you know? Mm-hmm. There was a video that they posted Ned. yesterday of Keith in front of a GoPro making silly, goofy, tonguey faces at it, and it says them. I wonder how the try guys are coping during all of this. The guys. And it's Keith doing like wacky things. So it's like back to normal. We're back to our normal daily business. And it's like well, okay. that's their business. Their business is being wacky. Like, I don't really, I obviously pe- the whole thing is that people are just like, why is this so serious? Like, what he did was not a big deal. But it's like, it's their fucking company. Like, they can do whatever they want. If they want to be serious and, like, kick this guy out and, like, edit him out of new videos, like, that's their, that's on them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't. That's true. 
I'm like, I don't care. Who care? If this is not this is not setting a precedent for like workspaces. Your workspace does not look like this and never will. You know what I mean? It's not a real this is not an example of a real life company. <laughs> yeah. And I think most people were convinced by the what happened video, even people who were sort of on team me, because specifically Keith looks like he just stopped crying and Eugene is like well, he's Angry. serving. He's, he's serving. serving. He's he is Eugene absolutely is so compelling. But then all I could think, because again, my brain is completely broken. I was just like, wow, Eugene is an incredible actor. Put him in a movie. <laughs> I was like, you're so good at this, Eugene. And thus began a three-week process of engaging with employment lawyers, corporate lawyers, HR, PR, and more, in order to make sure we were taking all necessary steps. From the jump, we were acutely aware of just how contrary this was to the values of the company we've built and those of everyone who works here. This is something we took very seriously. We refused to sweep things under the rug. That is not who we are and it's not what we stand for. Eugene has always been the breakout. I mean, everybody yeah. knows that. He literally like is breaking out of the group as we speak. Now there are three guys. Three mm -hmm. guys trying instead of four guys trying. It's funny how there are people who are like, this, this shouldn't have happened at all. And there are people like, edit Ned out of old videos. Do you understand the spectrum here? Like it's so wide, right? Like there's probably the same amount of people who are like, who cares? And edit Ned out of all the old videos, which they're not doing. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that it's so split in a funny way to me. Like people are mm -hmm. like, burn him at the stake. And then same people, some people are like, who cares, you know? Go through all of your hundreds and hundreds of videos and use this weird AI technology to digitally cut him out of all of your videos, which the time that would create incredible content is just like weird, empty cuts and like a, a fourth guy just like as a ghost. It's kind of funny. It's very Swiftian. It's sort of like Nedless version. It's very the season of the Kardashians where Kanye was introduced but never shown. Never like he shown was a again. ghost. <laughs> He was very much like the ghost. He was literally of the like show. in a doorway in one episode, yeah. like, hi, Kanye, and then never again. <laughs> literally. No, they just like, they kind of cut around him. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden he was in the show and it kind of ruined it. But this did happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this video is very, um, it almost feels like it's people too legal. are, it, it almost feels dated because the kind of like, apology YouTube videos really had their moment like last year remember and now I feel like they all kind of seem like camp you know I mean nothing will beat Tati post Tati post like James Charles post like when everybody was doing these like apology videos they just feel not they don't well, feel serious Lindsay, what you're doing is putting another check mark in my box you think they're parodying or whatever they're, they'd be, they're parodying they're doing, all uh, of these tropes even dated ones because they want to do the mm. full breadth of cancellation drama, you know? I don't know. And all of these steps seem so unnecessary. And they try to explain those steps in some of this video. You think it's so overwrought that it has to not be real? Yeah. That's what my argument continues to be. Okay. And I think it's so overwrought that it kind of represents like where we are in like cancel culture culture do you know what I mean mm -hmm. and like these people work on the internet where like the cancer the cancel culture thing is like even la the loudest it's one thing yes. if they like existed in real life I feel like in real life if their business or whatever was like a pizza shop like you wouldn't have to do all these things like <laughs> half the people that come yeah. to your pizza shop don't even know who works there you know but it, because mm -hmm. they're on the internet they're at the epicenter of like offended parties right and so mm -hmm. they cannot not do this they cannot not 
like be over. I don't know. Right. And their business is YouTube. So of course they're going to use YouTube as the platform for their apology. I just, I still feel it doesn't ring true to me. It still doesn't. And I know that's on me and I know that that's a problem. I think it but... doesn't ring true to you because it feels like not real, like part of this world real, not like necessarily that it's fake, but it just doesn't feel like a natural entity. Like it feels yeah. like like virtual reality. It feels like another planet. Just watching yeah. this makes you feel like, am I crazy? Is this real? You know? Well, I'm probably going to have to edit in a future, Bobby, because they are releasing an episode of The Tripod today, October 6th, Ugh, when we're tripod. recording. And oh it is, as it was last week, it is my prediction that in The Tripod, they are going to reveal this as a full hoax. I don't but know. I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. If this guy didn't have a, have kids, like a wife and kid, like I would be more apt to be like, Okay, whatever. I don't trust anyone. But like, it feels very messy to be like to do this whole thing when you have kids that are going to have to see this or whatever. Yeah, but if it's a joke, then they're completely vindicated at the end. And then it's just this big, you know, triumphant thing that we fooled you. We tried our biggest try. But here's the thing. If they don't reveal it as a hoax today, I, I will believe it's fully real. Because I think okay. today is the deadline. I think they okay. can't make this last any longer than today or it's a problem. And I think they know that. Is this the most famous that Try Guys have ever, ever been? been? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. That's also really crazy to me. The other thing about the video that is interesting that could make you see both sides or at least myself is that it's so vague. They talk about clearing things with legal. They don't really get into what Ned did, despite the fact that it's a five-minute video. They don't really say what happened, and they blame that on legal issues. What happened? I know, like Hillary, which also seems like a joke. It seems like a gag. because of Hillary's book. Yes, yeah. but the other interpretation of the lack of details is it's purposefully ba- vague because it's fake. It's not real. It didn't happen you're starting to sound you kind of sound like conspiracy like you're (laughs) it's funny how fast you sound like a conspiracy theorist like you could be talking about the moon landing you know for all i know i mean i came up with this after a conversation with marion cotillard she's like they didn't land on the moon and you were like the try guys are making this up but they will keep trying robert I know they will keep trying. They they will always tell you the try guys are <laughs> have broken up, but uh Who is this Ned? Ned is not gone. Ned is not gone. Ned's on the moon. Uh, is that even French? I don't know. Haven't heard from her in a while. We're actually gonna bring it Marion Cotillard in a few calls, Cotillard. but we will we'll we'll just put a put a pin in that because Marion okay, Cotillard I'm, actually I'm comes to. up in this episode. Okay, I'm happy to. Next call. Hi, Weekly. I'm calling to see which of the following divorce announcements do you think is Hulier? Um, The two that I would like for you guys to decide is Hulier is Tia Mallory and Corey Hardrick getting divorced and Mackenzie Scott getting divorced from her second husband, Dan Jewett. Anyways, crunch, crunch. Bye. The caller is calling about a specific tweet that pointed out that, like, divorces are happening. Like, four in one day, I think, were announced in some – or four in one week. Or just, like, a significant amount of celebrity divorces were happening. Mm-hmm. Yes. The hooiest – I mean, the most interesting, there were some that were, like, very them Giselle and Tom. Uh, Miguel and Nazanin have, like, 
gotten together and broken up and gotten together and broken up and gotten together and broken up a million times. They broke up. It's I feel like we've covered it too much. Like it's enough. They split officially last year and now they filed for divorce. So then all okay. of it comes back right. around again. But I think Tia and her husband getting a divorce was the actual biggest two E news, uh Corey Hardricht. It's they've been together 14 years. They have kids. It's sad. What I thought was crazy about this, not that she's filing divorce from her husband, it's that Tamara just wrote a memoir and is like doing press for it currently. Did you see this? It's called yes. You Should Sit, down, you should for sit this, down for This, a memoir about life, wine, and cookies. And so she's like on the road being like on the Today Show doing all this stuff and Tia announces her divorce and it's like now she's getting questions about Tia's divorce. And it's just like, did you guys not like coordinate this? Did you not talk to each other about this? Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable because because there have kind of long been rumors that there's tension between the two of them these days. And I think that this just confirms that to me. Me too. Wouldn't you know if your twin sister who you love and like are close with is about to announce her divorce from her like kind of slightly famous husband, a little bit famous husband, like and you will be live on book tour and you'll have to be like answering that question. Like she went on the Today Show and I kind of feel bad about this. It was, but she went on the Today, where is this? She went on the Today Show and the headline was like, her new book and her sister's divorce. And you know that was tacked on. Like, this just yes. happened, you know? Yes. And she's like, please, I have been sister, sister for 30 years. Will you yeah. please let me just be sister? sister. <laughs> please just let me be sister. <laughs> So Tia Mowry filed for divorce from her husband, Corey Hardrick. He's on the show All American that we did spawn for once. Remember? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They both posted like various things. She posted like a long thing. She posted like little quotes. He posted like a quote and then just started promoting the show again, like kind of just moved on from that. His quote was way more vague than her quote. Her quote was, letting go can be painful, but it won't hurt as much as holding on to an illusion. And then also the actual divorce grid post, that was a story. The grid post is like, a loving photo of the two of them and an incredibly kind and like it's no one's fault sort of statement where it's like all we care about is our children this and like sucks. maintaining a friendship blah 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 yes and it's like we're and even the divorce is like they want joint custody she did hire laura wasser so i'm not sure like what i'm not sure what how peaceful things want to are gonna remain you know well his i just wanted to say his vague post was just acting off of emotions will cost you every time which is sort of mm -hmm. like weird and threatening where it's like you're gonna regret this as in like just emotionally you will you will regret this oh like he's saying to her if you you're acting off emotions and you're gonna regret the way that i interpreted this was like, you shouldn't have done this. You're going to be sad that you left me. And we're probably mm -hmm. going to get back together. Mm -hmm. It didn't take long for the people. Corey Hardrick calls allegations he cheated on Tia Mowry lies. And this was because <laughs> in the comments of an Instagram, stupid guy, somebody commented, no, Corey, don't fumble Tia. And then he responded, lies. Like, because the person commenting was was kind of, you know, assuming that it was him who did something wrong. And he just wrote, mm -hmm. lies. Yes. So who is Corey? We know who Tia is. Corey is an actor. He's been acting since the 90s. He was a child actor just like Tia. 
They met on the set of a movie in 1999. It was a made-for-TV movie called Hollywood Horror. And then they didn't date for a few years, but they've essentially been together for 20 years. They've been married since um, 2008, but they've been together for longer than that. So it is a it's a big, sad deal. And they've done a lot of like press about their relationship, which is like always kind of like, you know what I mean? I guess there's for me, there's not I don't know how many years you have to be together before you should be doing press about your relationship. But they've just done a ton of it. You know, they were on like owns. uh, There was a show on own called Black Love and they did kind of interviews. It was a kind of an interview series with couples. There are times when I'm like, wow, like last year was pretty tough. But this year, it's good that we stuck you know to it or we continued to be there for one another or had patience with one another and worked out whatever issues or difficulties that we were having because that next year is like a completely different year and a even better year yeah you know every year seems to get better it does like as a family first as growth development careers everything gets better and i fall more and more and more in love with him i really do And they talked about how strong their relationship is, which I'm sure it was at the time, but always in hindsight, people find these and they start tweeting it and they start scrutinizing them. People found a clip Mm -hmm. where he says something vaguely like dismissive of her. He like asserts his authority in the middle of an interview and basically tells her to stop talking. I'll play the clip here. And that's- Marriage is work. I'm not here. Go ahead, sorry. I'm not gonna be here and like, you know, everything is wrong. Mm-hmm. You have to work hard. But it's so hard. It's like 10, like what that happens. Like yeah, relationships have moments. I don't know. I guess it's more just like they put their relationship in front of the cameras too. So mm-hmm. it's like, I guess you're kind of, you have to receive this if you're going to have mm-hmm. done that, like through your, your relationship. And now you're, you know, filing for divorce. And I'm trying to look at this Tamara Mowry Housley. Excuse me. She's a, she has a hyphenated name now. She's Housley. She's Housley this memoir and figure out whether or not it's good for the book or bad for the book because i'm sure on one hand yes it's annoying to promote this thing that's about you individually when you have been a co-star in your own life for as long as you have been in the public eye right i mean they've done enough stuff separately at this point where they've earned doing separate whatever but also it is weird that it's still tia tamara like come on it is of course but i'm just wondering like i feel bad for her but maybe there is a way to imagine that this is good for the book, you know, and they know that it's good for the book for these themes to for these things to be tied together. So like, I may have been too dismissive of this. But maybe they are like, you know what, I'll wait to announce my divorce when your book comes out. Because it'll give us both a little bit of a push. It's really crazy that she did that. I'm sorry. I just feel like that means they're not in touch. Yeah, I just don't think I would have known about the book if not for Tia's divorce. (laughs) And you, as somebody who didn't hear it, was out. You're not going to buy the book because Tia Tia is getting divorced. You know. I'm like defiantly going to buy the book today. I'm going to go to the. I'm going to go to Books or Magic and be like, I'm getting this to support Tia. Tamara Maori Housley's memoir. Okay, let's move on. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my case, under the bed. Your linens, sweeties. The lin. It's time. It's linen season, honey. Oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy 
some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> What when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my made bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different. And that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, and Timmy. Um, I'm just calling with a quick question, which is why are, like, British influencers being taken on basically a promotional, like, tour of the Midwest? Um, Kaz from Love Island season, not this season, but the last one, and then Greg from season five are on this, like, random, like, tour of, like, Minnesota, Michigan. They're, like, going to these museums. They're promoting it all over their Instagrams and everything. Like, cannot believe I'm kayaking down the Mississippi River, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not knocking it, but why are we getting, like, these UK people to, like, sponsor american travel like who's putting it on are these states funding them like it's like the 
the like go visit Michigan ads that we see are those like the same thing like is this government money going to these British influencers <laughs> it's just the most interesting spawn I've ever seen and the most interesting people chosen like are they trying to get British people to start traveling to the U.S. again post-COVID it just it's very interesting I usually only see the Love Island people promoting like pretty little thing and stuff like that I rarely ever see them being like I went to the Motown Museum everyone should go check it out like I just, I don't know. I mean, it's very, um, it's just interesting. And I wondered if you guys had any insight into that. Um, all right. Well, crunch, crunch, um, me and Greece have a great one. I've never, I'm so grateful that this caller brought this to our attention. This is so interesting. I never would have noticed it. So there is what PR for American tourism is like working its magic by giving love islanders money influencers money british influencers to come to places in america and be like damn america is sick you gotta come to detroit you gotta come to cincinnati you gotta come to like des moines you know Mm -hmm. it's fascinating and this isn't government money because it's all they're all private organizations so when you look at the instagrams it's like at visit detroit it's lobby it's like lobbyists or whatever not lob what do you call these like visit detroit is the only organization that promotes the metro detroit regionally nationally and internationally as a convention business meeting and tourism destination to achieve this goal of soliciting and servicing the area's second largest industry visit detroit works with the regional detroit and windsor area business community civic organizations and local government offices in wayne oakland and maycomb counties so i guess there is something very like there's something sort of lobbyist adjacent to this because they're trying to convince people to spend money on these things. They're also tagging visitthousa.com, which is the official travel site of the USA, which is just kind of a weird thing. <laughs> no? Visitthousa.com. Also, isn't visitthousa.com not a government agency? It's its own independent thing. Who owns and operates Visit the USA? Visitthousa.com is owned and operated by the Corporation for Travel Promotion, now doing business as Brand USA. This public-private marketing entity was created in 2010 to encourage and inspire travelers to explore America's boundless possibilities. So I think a lot of these tourism questions also go back to if you can convince an airline to make a nonstop flight from another country to your own airline, I think that that does a lot of help for your tourism industry. Detroit and London have a nonstop now via Delta and Virgin Atlantic, which is huge. Right. So in a way, it's like everyone's paying each other to have these routes open and like this money uh, somehow mm. eventually gets to a love islander down the down the ladder down it the trickles ladder. down to trickles down Greg to a love O'Shea. islander right who won love island and kaz who is a big fan favorite going to detroit and being like it's actually cool here you know <laughs> and yeah they are getting cool paid there. And the thing that that this makes me think of, they each posted, it's so clear that at least the Love Islanders, Greg and Kaz, their contract included three grid posts because they both have exactly three reels on their grid talking about that. the places they went, which were Minneapolis and Detroit. I, I do. I love Greg. Went with such a lovely bunch and we had a great time. Never thought of visiting Minnesota before, but I def recommend. So good to be exploring again. The idea of a British person going from London to Minnesota is so appealing to me. Just being like, we should add that to the list of places we should, we're going, you know? I love that one of the videos, one of the photos of Kaz in Detroit is just her being like, 
Mexican night and she like cannot believe that a Mexican restaurant exists, <laughs> which is well, very Great British Bake Off. We've learned. Okay, but we literally are learning that on Great British Bake Off, like people in the UK are not quite familiar with Mexican food. They're like, <laughs> they're not being, there's Pico no de Gallo. Mexican food there. It's Pico de Gallo and Pico tacos. Pico de Gallo. <laughs> it has to be tacos. Tell me about the fillings then. You've got a Pico de Gallo, which is basically a salsa. Oh my God, one of them, the way she pronounces guacamole, like you'll you'll gag and die. It's crazy. Where to put the guacamole? But I think that this reminds me of, I'm sure you're familiar with this. I don't know how the sausage is made exactly, but I do know that these things aren't surprising to me because specific neighborhoods like, let's say, Bushwick, are very well marketed to specific places like, let's say, France. Because French people are constantly in Bushwick looking at right, street art. And right, that is right. not an accident. One time I was on a plane, this was eight years ago, and I was flying to France, and I was reading the seat back pocket, and this was when and I lived like, in Bushwick. Go to Bushwick. And it was like, go to Bushwick. And I showed Josh, and I was like, this explains why we're seeing French people everywhere in Bushwick suddenly. I don't think that that's like a marketing company's thing. I think that has to do with more of media, like how a lot of media is based in New York and like that's what's being written about, like places to go. Like I just But also it, tourism boards. But it's weird to be like go to Bushwick. Anyways, the point <laughs> is is I think that's a mix. That's more of a mix of like somewhere like Minnesota, Minneapolis or Detroit doesn't mm-hmm. have the most amazing media pull where people who live there are not like writing for the magazines that are recommending places for people in France to go is what I'm kind Mm -hmm. of saying. Yeah, yeah. So I think New York always has like kind of an edge on that because of media and like the perspective of somebody who lives here. What would they recommend? Well, they'd recommend where they live. This is like what you do when you don't have that type of access. You Mm -hmm. say like, let's get the let's get the tourism board together or whatever and pay Kaz from Love Island to go to kayak down the Mississippi River. And honestly, I look at this and I'm like, this is so smart. I love that she's at like the car museum or whatever in Detroit posing like you she could photoshop her out and put her in any in like in Greece. You know what I mean? It just looks <laughs> she's got like she's literally posing like It's the travel pose. Like, tush out like hot pink bag sunglasses Pushing you're hair at the classic car museum, babe, you know? But also like learns one fact, puts that one fact in the caption and her caption on the car museum is <laughs> it's very came funny. here looking for inspo. Walt Disney also went there for inspo for Disneyland and it's like <laughs> did you read that on a plaque 30 seconds ago? <laughs> She looks hella inspired. My favorite, my favorite one though is casually kayaking along the Mississippi yeah. River, which is someone from London who's famous for a reality show. It's like you sort of have no business kayaking down the Mississippi River, but I love that you're there. I, I right. really do. I really it's do true. love this. As an American, I think it's also nice just to have people being like, go to different places. You don't have to of just course. go to like New York. No one's mad like, at this, but it is kind of like, this is not like a natural, it, it feels horribly unnatural because it is, because they're being paid, <laughs> you know? And of course, they are being very transparent about the fact that they're being paid. Every post says ad, every post says paid promotion. But I do believe that they probably had a really good time. <laughs> right. I would love <laughs> because for the Midwest rules. to go to Detroit instead of Bushwick. <laughs> go there. <laughs> And if Visit Detroit hears this and wants to send us on a free trip to Detroit, we, we take it. <laughs> love Detroit. We've been there. It was great. I know. I love I've Detroit. Never, I've been there multiple I've never, times. And, you, and obviously you love Minneapolis. I've never kayaked down the Mississippi River, though. I would love to do that. Obviously you love Minneapolis. It's so true. Thank you for knowing that about me. At Visit the USA, hashtag United Stories, at Explore Minnesota, hashtag only an MN. Before we move on, they didn't just get Love Islanders. They also got a just an online influencer named Jess L. King, who mm-hmm. is just very prolific on Instagram and YouTube. Wait, I wasn't familiar with her. But she's isn't a- she a... Uh... 
Jess L. King. Is she not the the Peloton lady? That's another Jess, maybe. That's another Jess. So Jess L. King is just an influencer with like a big Instagram presence, starting to get like a burgeoning YouTube presence. And um, it just shows that they're trying to spread the wealth. Mm -hmm. And Molly, one named Molly Thompson, who said, Ad, it's not every day you get to stand pitch side at your first NFL game and watch the Vikings <laughs> win the game as well. What an afternoon. I love this. Yeah, that's what's happening. They're getting paid uh, to do it. Squad. <laughs> squad. Okay, Lindsay. Yeah. It's giving marketing department. <laughs> I mean, it's giving... She literally confident it's giving wholesome. That's so funny. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Lindsay. Okay. I have to play this call for you because did you watch the trailer for Violent Night? No, I haven't yet. Okay. Well, it looks stupid. I'm just... I got nervous. I texted you this last night, but I was like, oh no, Violent Night is going to make $200 million. It's just a very yeah. R-rated comedy about Santa becoming like an well, action star. Didn't we already do like, Bad Santa? People. We did Bad Santa. Yeah, but Billy Bob Thornton was too wasted to kill people with grenades and guns. Now he's killing and, people. Okay, great. Yes. And also, Billy Bob wasn't actually Santa. In this one, David Harbour is actually Santa. And the reason I know about this movie is not because I saw it organically in my feed. It's because this call came in and I had to do like reverse engineering. Okay. Listen. Ew, David Harbour is Santa. That's so gross. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> Ew, David Harbour is Santa. It's just funny that she's saying that as if he's like actual Santa when he's playing a bat. He's playing like a murder Santa. I know. And when I heard that, I was like, ew, David Harbour is Santa? That's so gross. I didn't know that. And then I Googled it. And sure enough, it is, in fact, quite Do we gross. Have, does, the, does the trailer give, like, a reason as to why he's bad? Like, what happened to Santa? It's like John Leguizamo's, like, stealing money from, like, a rich family that has a kid in the family. And David Harbour has to, like, save the kid's life. I really, I was barely paying attention because I kept vomiting. I I can't really get you into the details vomiting. of this. You kept I vomiting. I kept vomiting. But, yeah. Ew, David Harbour is Santa. That's so gross. <laughs> Ew, David Harbour is Santa. That's so gross. Brevity, you know? Brevity. Yeah. Next call. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I just realized that I've been calling Merritt Weaver Paget Brewster for the past several years. Um Who's Paget Brewster? Um, and I already know that Merritt Weaver is a, a who. Anyway, crunch crunch. I never heard of Paget Brewster before, but when I looked her up, her IMDb is like fully stacked. She's like this extremely prolific TV actress who has been on everything from Friends to Criminal Minds to like I just, I mean, name a TV show this woman has like sailed in and done some sort of stint on it. It's actually since crazy the early when you 90s. Search her name. Yeah, I mean, she's literally prolific. I mean, Merritt Weaver has nothing on her in terms of uh, work, in terms of like the the quantity of work. Maybe quality of work. Merritt Weaver's done a few other things, but like Paget Brewster like stays booked and busy. Like I've <laughs> never seen a woman like this before. I had the exact same response to this call. I'd never heard of her either. I still don't really understand why this caller confused Merritt Weaver with Paget <laughs> Brewster. I really don't. I know there's that our brains work brain in mysterious synapses. ways. Yeah, there's some sort of like synapses that's fired and like it makes this caller like d connecting these two women, right? And I guess they're sort of uncommon names. They're very unique, memorable names. Like I don't, I don't know any Merritts. I don't know any Pagets. I don't know any Weavers. And I don't know any Brewsters. So it's just sort of like, I guess it's sort of a unique name in the grand scheme of things. And that's why you're confusing them because they are simply unique. 
But um, I'd never heard of this person. And yeah, as you said, she's in a million things. And she also has an Instagram that's hysterical. <laughs> that's just her making food and pointing at it. <laughs> I think she's in that realm where like people do stan her, but it's like then somebody could have never heard of her. Like that's it's very hooey, but it's like she has like people who like follow her, you know, who know that she's the voice of Della Duck on Disney Channel's DuckTales. Do you know what I mean? That is a huge role. Is Della Duck Donald's girlfriend or sister oh I sister no i don't know how they're the criminal mind star voices the rarely seen twin sister of donald duck and the long lost mother to huey dewey and louie oh donald's my God. a she's, twin she's huey dewey and louie's mom della duck <laughs> what happened to della wait why did oh she leave God. the kids with donald not no shade to her i'm just wondering why she did that don't say no did shade she to die her. you this is shady did she die? Did she abandon them? Did she have like work to do? I don't know. I know. You need to ask Padgett Brewster or like watch DuckTales, I guess. What happened to her? An accomplished adventurer and pilot, she went on many adventures in her youth before becoming separated from her family for roughly 10 years. Oh, she dropped them off just to take care of them and then she got lost. <gasps> she got lost on a desert island, it okay. looks like. <laughs> She didn't mean to abandon her children, and then she eventually came back. Not. That's sick. Of course not. Yeah. Did you ever watch Donald uh, Ducktales: Treasure of the Lost Lamp when you were growing up? That's a good movie. No. Did you? Is Della in that? Love. No, no, no. She's not in that. That's while she was still lost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I'm looking at this at her Instagram, Paget Pagetgram, which is so. I was born in 1969, and it is all cooking. And then she points at everything. That's her bit. But I think she's – what I'm saying is I think she's one of those actresses that, like, successfully lives under the radar of, like, being not that famous, but I work in the industry. So she's always, like, saying, oh, if you want to read about how, like, TV's – you know, she's kind of, like, one of those people that people know but is able to get away with being, like, ultimately very silly and, like, relatable mm-hmm. on Instagram and mm-hmm. on socials. She has 471,000 Instagram followers. She definitely like, has... No one, no one's writing articles that's like, Paget Brewster points at chicken cutlets on her Instagram. But like, if Ariana Grande did that, like, it, they'd be all over it, you know? You know what she is? What? She is, I bet, 95% of working actors' dream. Yeah. I think this yeah. is what yeah. 95% of people who want to be actors want. Immense success and not immense fame. She's on Crime Eye, which I didn't know was yeah. what people called Criminal Minds. You know they, they call it Crime Eye. <laughs> That's good. Michael Gray Goobler married her and her husband, like officiated the wedding. Like she can go to the mall. She can travel and not be inundated by fans, but she no. can also rest easily knowing that she has so much money in her bank account and is always busy. But she could also be recognized at a bar and get like 12 free drinks without like being bothered, really. Like someone right. would be like, that's Paget Brewster from my favorite show, like better off Ted, you know, like because again, she's been on 25,000 TV shows. And you know, when she gets recognized, it probably still makes her feel good instead of feel yeah. annoyed. I get, yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, Paget Brewster, never heard of her until today. Thank you, caller. Paget <laughs> Brewster pointing at chicken cutlets. Never heard of Della Duck either, either. Well, now you know. She's lost. <laughs> well, she's back. She was found. Okay. <laughs> it's oh, like okay. Amazing Grace. Oh, incredible. Next call. Where are my... <gasps> Who's the cyborg? Is that? It can't be. Guys, I think that's your mom. Huey, Dewey, Louie, meet Della Duck. Oh, I'm part robot. I knew it. (laughs) 
Wait, Huey, Dewey, and Louie? No, 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 their names were supposed to be Jet, Turbo, and Rebel. I could have been Turbo? I told Donald. I wrote it down in case no one could understand him. I could have been Turbo! Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Uh, I just saw that Brendan Gleeson is going to be hosting SNL this week. And, like, I feel like I should know who he is, and I kind of assume he's in the he's in the Donald Gleeson family. But, like, who the fuck is this man? Should I know him? Why? Okay. Crunch, crunch. What I love about him is he's one of those, like, like, patriarch not pa- like like monarchy monarch what do you call like the, the the head of a famous family like he's like a he's kind of this like patriarch. revered like actor daddy mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what i mean and he's like he's like world renowned for like being in theater stuff he's like he, this guy has paid his dues and now it's almost like he has a lot of people who know that he's like this icon and legend and then a lot of people are like who is this guy and it's kind of this fun place to be. Like he reminds me of um. What's He's his the Irish Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Well, Brian Cox doesn't have kids. No, I know, but it just reminds me of these kind of theater guys who are like everyone's obsessed with them and like they're so talented, and then they get to do like TV and movie stuff, and it's like it's yeah. almost like people don't realize that they're kind of like all like Stella Adler trained. To, but when Stella Adler was alive, I don't know. I'm making that up, but you know what I mean. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But he's also he happens to be Brendan Gleeson also has to be happens to be the head of a household where all the kids are actors and they're all like these relatively successful Irish actors, including mm-hmm. Donald Gleeson. We talked about this on our our Spotify, Spotify TV Life. show. Brian Gleeson, Rory Gleeson, and Fergus Gleeson, and they all yes. look like him, and they're all Irish, and they're all quite lovable. Not Fergus, <laughs> you know? yeah, well, not love Fergus. That. I actually don't know much about Fergus. It's Donal and Brian. Brian's in your favorite show, The Moment Bad Sisters, mm-hmm. and he's fantastic. But Brendan Gleeson, I think, is much like you mentioned Brian Cox and um, Stellan Skarsgård, is uh, very much like a prestige character actor who. He's yeah. still a who. Definitely a who. It's kind of amazing that he's hosting Saturday Night Live and also that he made such an interesting, funny promo in which he skateboards through the Saturday Night Live studio. I'm Brendan Gleeson. Most people know me as an actor, but the real me is a skater. Up yours, copper. What's funny is I think it's Saturday Night Live, which is kind of great about it, is it's kind of a mix between people that when you when they announce they're hosting, you're like, okay, that makes sense. And people when they announce they're hosting, you're like, hmm, interesting, but they're really good at it. I think Lauren does a good job kind of curating the Kim Kardashian, which is literally just a stunt. And I don't think this show is going to be very good. And people tune in just to see what she does to somebody like Brendan Gleeson, who has an amazing promo already. And it's probably going to be incredible on the show. Why? Yeah, because he's a good actor, actor and he's really funny. And he, right. So it's just like it's a good kind of balance. And I don't even think that there should be any rules as to who gets to host SNL because of the way that the show requires you to do improv comedy essentially you know mm-hmm. snl has been a very one trick pony when it comes to like oh let's stop just putting in young people let's get old people anytime it's an old person it's like alec baldwin or larry david or steve yeah, like, martin enough. and it's like right i mean let's find a different old white guy i guess <laughs> like or but even it's, like at least a it's diane a keaton you know like why yeah. you know let's get some actual actors who are funny on here versus mm-hmm. just celebrities because we know that people will watch and actually SNL's ratings are like good so you can you know put tr- l- do a little bit of 
try something new. Yeah, like where's where's Viola Davis? You know, like where's like <laughs> right. the older women in Hollywood? Or just anyone older, right? Anyone who's not like a young person in their, you know, in their prime or whatever. Right. So I'm excited by this, but also he's definitely a who. And also, if you don't know who Brendan Gleeson is, you definitely know who his sons are. And you've definitely seen him in something. Donal. I love Donal. The thing that he is promoting is a new Colin Firth movie that is like, what's it called? The something. Yeah, what's of... the movie called? It's like the the ghouls of Innisberg or whatever. <laughs> the Banshees of Innisharan. Good evening. This is the Oscar expert here with Brother Bro, and it's time to review The Banshees of Innisharan. I said that we would mention Marion Cotillard again. He was interviewed by The Guardian and revealed himself to be quite funny, which we knew because he's a funny comedic actor. Who would play you in the film of your life? Marion Cotillard. Yeah, he's Irish. They're all funny. They're all hilarious. Yes. Yes. Okay. Next call. Uh, hi. I'm wondering, I'm currently in Paris, so bonjour. I'm wondering if, because of Kanye's show last night and the fallout, if Gabriella K, the Vogue stylist, is kind of inching from who to them, or maybe not to who. Um, she's amazing. So fucking cool. You guys should talk about her. I thought she would even like come on and talk because she's so cool. Um, that's all. Bye. Okay. What I don't want to do is talk about Kanye. But what I do want to do <laughs> is mention that this person, Gabriella, who works at Vogue, mm-hmm. she is the first person seemingly in a line of people that Kanye has kind of gone after for speaking out against him that he basically deleted the post and was like, let's meet and talk about. There was there was <laughs> yeah. such a reaction, such a defense of this person and kind of what she was saying, but not even what she was saying, just of her as a person, like mm-hmm. by the entire fashion industry showing how beloved she is, that Kanye himself was like, oh, I fucked up. Like I shouldn't have gone after this person. Do you know what I mean? Yes. She's unimpeachable, essentially. <laughs> exactly. And it's funny because I really had never heard of her because I'm not in fashion as deeply as the people who did are. But when her name started coming up, people were like, oh, he shouldn't have he shouldn't have said that to her. He shouldn't have yeah. whatever to her because every single person, you know, Gigi Hadid, all of these models, like all of these designers were like, he needs to like she's right and he's wrong. Like she like leave her alone, you know? Exactly. Everyone in fashion was like, yikes, this is a bridge too far. You don't come for Gabriella yeah. Karifa Johnson. So Gabriella Karifa Johnson is I th- definitely not becoming a them because I think that fashion people just typically don't, especially just like fashion journalists yeah, and but, stylists. But what if she I mean what if she moved her way up through the ladder and kind of became like, who's that redhead lady and like Andre Leon Talley, like these kind of like... Edward Enfall. Yeah, or or even Anna Wintour. Like, I don't even know why I'm saying these like kind yeah, of sure, this, the sidekicks almost. Like, she could literally be Anna Wintour. Like, she could... Yes. It seems like when you read about her, I know everyone's gassing her up in these profiles about her as they should. That's kind of like what these profiles are meant for is to be like, what an incredible rise, what a talented person. Like, she could be the next editor-in-chief of Vogue. Who knows, mm-hmm. right? So what happened, the reason that this is all happening, the reason I mean, that Anna people Wintour are coming to her to defense... literally die first, but sure, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Death comes for us all. As you said, you don't want to talk about Kanye, but we have to give some context. Kanye is at Paris Fashion Week, you know, the bi-weekly event. Paris Fashion Week is happening and all the celebrities are there. And Kanye was at his show with Candace Owens, very prominent conservative political pundit. And they wore shirts that he designed that say White Lives Matter on the back. People got mad at this. Everyone did. And 
Kanye kind of brushed it off. The person that he could not brush off was Gabriella Karifa Johnson. Well, it was like, this is not doing what you think it's doing. This is not art. This is because she kind of like she didn't just say like this is a this is offensive. She kind of like broke it down in a way that was just like you think this is what you're doing, but you're not doing this, which is like what, you know, she he needs to hear. She explained why it wasn't art in like many, many, many words in a way that was sort of irrefutable. And despite this, Kanye refuted it. And his only way of refuting it was by making fun of her. Yeah, no, he didn't actually refute it. You make it sound like he put up an argument that actually said anything. No, he didn't refute it. Mm -hmm. He just like went after her. And then I'm what I said was like the overwhelming response to defending her was probably knocked him on his ass. He did not realize (laughs) who he was fucking with, which is incredible because Kanye, I feel like he feels like he has no, you know, he feels like he has no allies, but nobody can come for him, you know? Mm-hmm. Two of the people who came to her defense were Gigi Hadid and Hailey Bieber. And number one, that's because they're in fashion. But number two, they've been styled. They've worked with her at Vogue because she has worked at Vogue for a while now as a contributor. She recently got promoted to just fashion director, but she's been a contributor there for many, many years. Before that, she was like the fashion director of Garage Magazine. Vogue where she did even a- came out and said yes. something because they said, like, don't speak on her. Like we, you know, we stand with her. She's being targeted. They wrote, Vogue stands with Gabriella Karifa Johnson, our global fashion editor at large and longtime contributor. She was personally targeted and bullied. It is unacceptable. Now more than ever, voices like hers are needed. And in a private meeting with Ye today, she once again spoke her truth in a way that she felt best on her terms. I have to believe that, like, it is not easy for a magazine as archaic and traditional and stubborn as Vogue magazine, a Condé Nast property, how how hard it is for a company like that to release a statement like this. So I think that the statement on its own is like a huge deal. Like it just proves the extent of their respect for her. Well, what sucks is like what he was saying was like, she's not fashion. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, actually like her existence in fashion is what is the most kind of what will keep Vogue alive, what will keep mm-hmm, these exactly. archaic places alive is like mm-hmm. Vogue hiring her, Vogue having her on their team is probably the most important thing that happened to Vogue in the past like 10 years mm-hmm. because it's just like people like her are balancing out the Anna Wintours. Like she is like trying things and going places and like thinking of things that like are not even accessible to Anna Wintour, like a lot of people on her staff. So that's like, I think it's, an, I mean, it's, obviously always in their in their best interest to kind of say like we won't stand for like the bullying of this person by like a much more famous celebrity who famously goes after people and his fans like also go after them too you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the first thing they're gonna call her is fat you know what i mean that's the first thing they're gonna do right and like that's it's not gonna end there nope and of course we mentioned Gigi Hadid and Hailey Bieber as two of the more high profile people who came to her defense but someone else who came to her defense Julia Fox, <laughs> New York's hottest fashion girly, was like, I stand with... She didn't write this, but she was like Instagram storying Gabriella Karifa Johnson as of show of support. Because mm-hmm. everyone loves her. The fashion heads love her. Yeah, she's done like so many different covers. She's like, she's styling them. She's art directing them. She's doing interviews about like the, the changing fashion. And like she's doing, helping with collaborations between like Universal Standard and like which is a plus size brand and like Marnie and like all these different brands, they want to like have more women be able to fit in their clothes. Right. And she's kind of like ushering in that. 
kind of change. Yeah. So it's just like he came for the wrong person. But I guess in my <laughs> mind, with the, the Kanye thing, which I usually ignore, introduced me to somebody I really was not that familiar with. And I was grateful, you know? Thanks, Kanye. <laughs> oh, they ended up meeting up. Do you know that? They like went to lunch or whatever. Well, here's the problem with that. <laughs> they ended up meeting up and Kanye said that number one, Baz Luhrmann filmed the entire lunch. It lasted whatever. hours. And that they both agreed that they disagreed. And I'm just like, I do not sure. believe Kanye's version of events. We've heard one side of the story. I... Until Gabriella says something, I don't, I don't know. I mean, she's graceful if she agreed to get lunch with him, have a conversation, yes. have it filmed. I'm curious if it's like maybe an interesting conversation. Maybe that's kind of like what we're going to get. And if she works for Vogue and Vogue wants to put that video up and like have us hear the conversation, like I'm happy to hear it and I'm interested in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yes. There was an interview Kanye did with uh, the Today Show recently that was like way more enlightening than a normal Kanye West interview. And I think that so much of that has to do with like the person that he's talking to. So it's just like, we're so used to Kanye West not having someone as powerful being Equal in control standing. of the conversation. Exactly. Yeah. He's he's he so easily like bowls people down that he, mm -hmm. once he has somebody who's actually intellectually can stand up to him and like is not scared of him and his influence, then maybe he could have an interesting conversation. Maybe. And that's mm -hmm. like, she is somebody like that. Yeah, you're right. Like it is about kind of like the energy in the room. Mm -hmm. Anyway, moving on. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Medium time, first time. I did not have to pause the pod, but I had to pause NPR to call you because I just listened to a story on the hurricane in Florida, and they quoted a woman named Rosie Perez, and she spoke a couple times, and it was not Rosie Perez, the actor. She didn't do any kind of explanation, or this is not the famous Rosie Perez, uh, so it made me wonder, is Rosie Perez a who or a them? And is it hooey or themmy that NPR didn't feel like they needed to explain the difference? Okay. Promising young, promising young woman, woman. Okay, I think we've talked about Rosie Perez's who were them status before, but I love the way that this question came about. This caller was listening to NPR about, they were talking about the hurricane in Florida and interviewed someone, a local named Rosie Perez. And NPR didn't say, not the actor. They just said Rosie Perez. The woman started talking, did not sound like the actor, Rosie Perez. And the caller is wondering if Rosie Perez, the actor, is a who were them. And I'm just like... All of these pieces of evidence prove that she is not just a them, but like a pretty confirmed top tier them. Wait, what? Can you can you break that down for me? Because they know that the listeners know that there is a famous Rosie Perez and that they don't even have to say anything because not only is Rosie Perez famous, her voice is so iconic and themmy that there is no way that anyone would confuse this woman with the actor Rosie Perez. So I think that Rosie Perez is a them, and I think her voice is a them, and I think that that's indisputable. Sure. Her, her, I mean, I think her voice is certainly a them. Yes. Next call. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Hi, Timmy. Um, I'm calling – so I work in a university, and I just had to do a Q&A with a whole bunch of students, and uh, they, want, they wanted us to say facts about ourselves. And I had a story about Chevy Chase because I was roommates with his daughter. And I thought it would be fun to tell my Chevy Chase story. Uh, and none of them knew who Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase was. Um, the moderator, when she tried to repeat my fact back, she just couldn't even get a handle on his name. She just called him a celebrity. So I guess my question is sort of, is Chevy Chase a who now? Does Gen Z know who Chevy Chase is? I don't know if Chevy Chase is really that fun to talk about. 
so you might not play this, but um, I do just want to share that experience with somebody who would appreciate it. So thank you for listening, and uh, crunch, crunch. Bye. We got a Paul Reiser situation on our hands. I, I don't know what to do about this. Is Chevy still a them, or is he a who now? He's a them. You think he's still a them? Yes. Even the people Gen Z? still are like Chevy Chase Maryland or Chevy Chase the actor. Like <laughs> the people still like are yes. I think he's definitely a them. Yes, I do. What's the story there? Am I stupid? What is what, Chevy like, Chase Maryland? I don't know, but I just know exists, and I think it has nothing to do with him, or does it? I don't know. I never looked. It was up. he named after it, or was he named after? I don't know. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I don't care. I don't care. No, I don't care. I don't care. Last now. call. Wait. No, 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 no. Chevy Chase, Maryland is the name of both a town and an unincorporated census-designated de- place in Maryland that's northwest of Washington, D.C. Okay. The name Chevy Chase is derived from Chevy Chase, the name of land patented to Colonel Joseph Belt from Charles Calvert, 5th Baron Baltimore on July 10th, 1725. It has historic associations with a 1388 chevauchet, a French word meaning border raid, fought by Lord Percy of England and Earl Douglas of Scotland over hunting grounds, a chase, in the Chevois Hills of Northumberland and Otterburn. The battle was memorialized in the Battle of Chevy Chase, which is an English battle published in... Who fucking knows? So this name came long before Chevy Chase. The 1430s. Long before Chevy Chase. But did Chevy Chase's parents give him that name as a gag? Or did he give himself that name as a gag? Because his real name is Cornelius Crane Chase. Yes. So his grandmother nicknamed him Chevy Chase after the Maryland town. We got it then. Okay, fine. That was easier than I expected. I just feel like that really, I really needed to know that information. I don't think I've ever looked it up. It's apparently one of the richest communities in the United States, too. So maybe the grandmother was calling him a little bit, like, bougie by giving him that nickname. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Wow, that stretch of highway. Isn't that near Silver Springs? Two iconic Wait, you, names whenever see, you're driving to is, D.C.? This is information <laughs> we don't need. You wanted to cut the last part, but now you're adding on. Hey. Um, so Variety says that, quote, Velma is officially a lesbian. Clips from the new movie Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo, which show the Mystery Inc. member googly-eyed when encountering costume designer Coco Diablo, have gone viral, confirming suspicions held by the fan base for decades, end quote. Um, good for Velma. That's exciting. Love to see it. Um, but it made me think, can you rank the, the Scooby-Doo people, including Scooby-Doo, from who to them? I feel like Velma and Scooby are the only ones I can name. Oh, and Shaggy. But can you rank from who to them and also maybe talk about the people who play them in, like, the Linda Cardellini version? Who to them? I don't know. Whatever you want. Congratulations, Velma, on coming out. Uh, Crunch, crunch. Bye. (laughs) Congratulations, Velma. (laughs) Velma's a lesbian. Velma's LGBTQ. Here is the screenshot that the New York Times used for their story about Velma being presented as a lesbian or explicitly queer in the new Scooby-Doo animated movie. Do you see it? Yeah. No. Yeah. I saw when she's like, humba, humba, about a lady. Yeah. So that's the New York Times one. But she doesn't say like, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> she just, no, she just sees a lady and goes like, and she's like, she basically, I just feel like the way that this caller is making it seem, I mean, they're not doing anything, but the way that the media is making it seem is like Velma's like, my name is Velma. and I'm a lesbian, you know? 
Now look at the one, the photo that Variety used. <laughs> <laughs> wait, that's so. Wait, they use they use so screenshots funny. from the same scene where they're sitting next to each other okay, in a car. Okay, the first but one the New is York so Times, good. The New York Times used one where the other girly is like touching Velma's shoulder gently, and Velma's just looking at it, sort of like oh yeah yeah, but quietly, like trying to keep it together. Why did Variety use this photo where she's making the like squiggly mouth face where she's like Variety oh, used nom, nom, a nom. used a screenshot from maybe like twenty four frames later when she's like <laughs> no, like she's making that face like the emoji with the squiggly mouth where it's like wah wah, you know, like she looks all like. But the first one, she looks like ooh ooh a touch from a <laughs> touch from a hot girly, yeah. Okay, so Velma's officially queer. I think she's. They're, I they're, love. They're straight up I mean, calling her. I'm sorry. A is the, wait, before we. Bef, is this not the most New York Times headline way of saying this? After decades of hints, Scooby Doo's Velma is depicted as a lesbian. Because <laughs> she doesn't say like I'm a lesbian. She just like has a crush on a girly. Maybe she's pan. Maybe she's bi. Maybe she's you know. We don't know what she is, but um, we do know that she is. Boyoying for the girlies, which is also funny because ki- famously iconic LGBTQ pop icon Kelly Kyoko, not Haley, Haley Kyoko, not Haley Kyoko, not Kelly Kyoko. She played Thelma in a movie. Yes, in two thousand eight, a big movie. The only Scooby Doo movie that I saw was the original one. Was the original, the first remake, Sarah in, Michelle Geller, Freddie with Prince. Sarah Michelle Geller, because I was working at the AMC at the time. So of course you saw it, it was like, okay, I'll go see it. So Haley Kiyoko starred in Scooby-Doo exclamation mark. The mystery begins, uh-huh. which starred a bunch of people I'd never heard of. So okay. Haley Kiyoko is the only one who made it out of there alive. She said, I booked Velma in 2008. It was my first big role in a movie. But specifically, I remember thinking to myself, I wonder if they know they hired a lesbian as Velma. And here we are 14 years later. I'm happy for her coming out. I'm surprised and also not surprised whatsoever. Cry face. I do love it's like Velma came out. It's like she, I guess she, I mean, she's a cartoon character. Sure. Okay. It's giving like Bert and Ernie roommates. Like it's, it's just, it's giving like all that to me. We're applying like a continuous consciousness to this character whose writers, vocal performances, animators have evolved over the last 60 years. Right, like, right. Of there's course. no continuity to this person as a person. Do you think that Bert and Ernie are gay or roommates? <laughs> I think they're roommates. My, oh, the the main issue is okay. I wow. think sexuality. Ouch. He he really just said not on my Sesame Street. He said not on my street. Sexuality has everything to do with sex, and I do not think that any of the Muppets fuck, except Piggy. <laughs> so you're <laughs> and saying maybe Rizzo. Like, you you have to be you have to fuck to be gay. It, no, explicitly, <laughs> explicitly, you have to have you have to have an urge to fuck to be gay. Yes, okay. absolutely, that's part of that's part of sexuality. And okay. I think that the Muppets, specifically the Muppets that live on Sesame Street, do not have the urge to fuck. I love that you took it to this place. I just wanted to know whether you thought they were roommates, and you had to tell me that they're fucking or not fucking. And now I'm like, really, you know. And we like have the Scooby Doo characters. Childhoods, yeah. It is canon for the Scooby Doo characters to have a sense of sexuality, to have crushes on other people, right? To be like so, hubba hubba, yes. Yes. Sure. So it does make sense that Velma would have sort of an attraction to someone, or exist okay. in a world where animated characters fuck. The point okay. is, we this have to rank the Scooby Doo characters from Scooby Doo characters. I think we've done this before. Maybe we haven't. Okay, who cares? I know we haven't. Fred, Velma, Daphne, Shaggy. Yeah, Fred, Velma, That's Daphne, it. Shaggy. Let's add Scooby, I guess. And Scooby, obviously. But Scooby's obviously number one. Scooby's the vemiest. 
then I think you're going them go, to who do it them to who or who to them them to who do them to who you're better at this this is hard because I'm not as familiar with like the Scooby-Doo world so like what's the dynamic of their crew even like who's is Fred and Fred's like the leader Daphne's like the hot one Velma's like n- nerdy quote unquote well now she's gay uh, and Shaggy's like I'm a dork I think I'm a Shaggy con- I think Shaggy is a second themiest just in terms of cultural resonance you know mm-hmm. yeah also because he's the closest connected to Scooby who is the number one most relevant of the mm-hmm. of the crew yeah, then right. I would say Fred then I would say no then oh, I would you're say putting Velma. Fred above Velma yeah. No, I think Velma's next because of like cultural this cultural moment. We love her. I think and before then I Velma say, was out, she was even. And then I would say Fred, Fred, then Daphne, which is interesting because it's like I think the most kind of the like Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. playing Fred and Daphne are like to me the most like uh, visual the the most famous those characters have ever been. Interesting. Outside of the cartoon. See, I put I put Fred at the bottom. I think that Daphne is a little themier. I think Daphne has a more unique and obvious style. When I see Daphne, I think Daphne. When I see Fred, I'm like, what's it? Like Jim, Fred. Like Fred is almost too basic of a name. Fred Jones is literally his last name. Like, what do you think about that? Like I look at Freddie Prince Jr. And I look at Sarah Michelle Gellar in costume. And I think that's iconic when I look at Sarah Michelle Gellar. And I think, okay, when I see Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <sighs> I just more I'm thinking about the original cartoon and like he was a leader of the group. Mm-hmm. I know, but look at his cultural impact. Fizzle. Mm-hmm. Fizzle. We're mm-hmm. all we're all out here talking about Velma. We're all out here talking about how Shaggy's a stoner. We're all out here talking about how like Daphne was Sarah Michelle Geller. I don't know that we're talking about Fred. Mm-hmm. Is it is it fair to put Fred at the bottom? I can't. I don't know. I don't what know. If we just this make is... him tied. This is really like I feel like I feel like Fred and Daphne go hand in hand, literally, and also in my mind. Let's tie them then. They're tied. Okay. The but rare like, tie. I but I feel like a, a Scooby Doo super fan might be like, okay, you guys are wrong. The original cartoon X Y Z. But we're just seeing. We're just we're almost from the outside looking in. Yeah, and I think that's reasonable. I think we're being reasonable. So it goes: Scooby, Shaggy, Velma, Fred, Daphne. I need to Daphne. read to you um, when you search Scooby Doo crew. People, the people also ask. You know, the Google's like I love that. people are asking. Yeah, I, love it. I love it. What is the crew called in Scooby Doo? Who were the original members of Scooby Doo? Are there any LGBTQ characters in Scooby Doo? Who is Scooby Doo's wife? <laughs> Velma. Wait, does Scooby Doo have a wife? No, but they just say Velma because it's like you know it's a computer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But then now they say. Are there any LGBT characters in Scooby-Doo? It says, in the new movie, Velma Dinkley has a crush on another female character named Coco Diablo. Listen to this. In Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, mm-hmm. which is a TV show uh-huh. about the Scooby-Doo gang, sure. Scooby has a girlfriend I'd, named like Nova. Like named another Nova. dog? No. Yes. Guess the breed. Um, like a poodle or something, something like a chihuahua, like a small dog or something? No, guess more like um, poodle sort of in the right vein, sort of like... Um, like are we doing small dog, big dog? Because Scooby's like a big dog. Small to medium size. Let's say medium size, but very like this breed of dog has been sexualized in the past oh. on in animation, <laughs> unfortunately. sexualized dog breeds. Um, it's not a poodle? It's Who been it? sexualized in an 
an iconic Disney animated movie. Siamese cat? No, that's a cat. That's a that's a cat. What what kind of dog? Late. What kind of dog was Lady in Lady and the Tramp? Oh, um, a um, what kind of dog was Lady in Lady and the Tramp? Uh, Cocker spaniel. Cocker spaniel. Yeah, she's giving Charlotte. (laughs) So (laughs) you know, have you ever noticed that Lady is like really giving Charlotte? (laughs) Charlotte owned King Charles Cavalier spaniels. I know. Oh yeah, Lady. We need to stop. That dog is saying, Harry, put the tea bags in the sink. Harry. All right. Okay. We're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There. Keep calling in at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, commentaries, uh, occasional newsletter, Discord server, and more. You can also get the audio, the VIP audio, in your podcast app, your Apple podcast app, just by hitting subscribe. And you can pay there. Amazing. What else? Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our weekly read a theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love your ratings and reviewings, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Hey. Where to put the glocky moan low? Hey, Who Weekly. I just heard you talk about selenium as an essential nutrient actually working for a chemical company if you get overexposed to selenium you get the nastiest garlic bo and bad breath and it's really not good so don't recommend overdosing on selenium thanks goodbye hi lizzy bobby to me honestly this is super random i just felt like i had to get this off my chest but if you are first time, like it doesn't matter if you're short time, medium time, or long time, but if you're a first time, like long time, first time, short time, first time, medium time, first time, that truly is the dummiest thing that a hooligan can do if your call gets played first time. This is stupid. Sorry. Anyway, crunch, crunch. <laughs> hey, um, Lizzie, Bobby, Timmy. Bobby Lindsay to me, BLT, I don't know. Um, I, I hear you guys talking about, like, how you won't be able to see the clips from Dancing with the Stars on YouTube. They're all on their Instagrams. Um, so if you want to see clips from Dancing with the Stars, which I'm sure you definitely do, you have to go to each individual contestant's Instagram, um, and they're on there. Um, okay. Crunch, crunch. Bye. Hi, Timmy, Lindsay, Bobby, because I love Timmy and he's going to go first. Um, Medium time, medium time. Um, I am calling because I just got done watching a 41-minute review on YouTube of the one and only Gone Girl Cruise. Um, It was done by a girl named Amanda. She goes by Swell Entertainment. Um, Definitely recommend checking it out. But... She does this whole in-depth um, review as to what happened and what went down, and there was a lot of really interesting details. Um, most notably, I enjoyed the fact that somebody from um, Slate, an editor from Slate, was there, and I cannot wait to see what their article is going to say about this cruise. Um, but most importantly, 
the Gone Girl portion of this cruise that everybody was um, kind of excited about was they all thought it was going to be this murder mystery party. And um, they got brought to a wine cellar in the countryside of Vienna, Austria. And they enjoyed wine. And when they all sat down, um, it ended up being an unwarranted um, walkthrough of true crime cases by the ex-chief of police or whatever the European equivalent is um, in that area. But they showed incredibly graphic photos and everything, and it apparently made everyone uncomfortable. Um, and I just find the whole concept of this cruise so fascinating. And when I saw it um, in my YouTube recommended, I immediately thought of the segment that you guys talked about it, but um, just wanted to provide that update as to what actually happened on that cruise. Um, live and love you the laptop. Bye. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, this is unrelated to anything except for the fact that I was listening to the podcast while doing this activity. Um, I literally just found out that I'm pregnant. Um, it's a good thing. And my husband is away at a conference in Greece. He in Greece. Uh, and so I can't call him and I can't tell anybody. So I thought I'd call you and let you know. Oh, God. Bye.